Welcome to the Winter Maintenance Podcast, Episode 17, Part 3 of the Talking Operations Webcast on Road Weather Management. I'm Dwayne Collett. On March 14, 2007, the National Transportation Operations Coalition, or the NTOC, sponsored a Talking Operations Web Conference on Road Weather Management. NTOC granted the Winter Maintenance Podcast permission to record and publish the audio portion of the webcast. So you can listen to these presentations on your MP3 player or iPod while you're commuting to or from work. The webcast audio has been divided into five parts, each covering a topic of the webcast. The complete webcast with audio and the presentation slides will be available from the NTOC website. I've put a link to the NTOC website in the episode notes. This episode contains a presentation on MDSS by Pat Kennedy of the City and County of Denver. What we're going to hear about now, it's the transition to our next speaker, is one of the enhanced decision-making tools that will ultimately benefit from Claris, but it actually has been developed uh, independent of the Claris Initiative, and that's the Maintenance Decision Support System. The, uh, the Maintenance Decision Support System is a winter maintenance system that combi- combines advanced weather prediction with road condition prediction and the rules of practice for anti-icing and de-icing to generate uh, treatment recommendations on a route-by-route basis. It is something that uh, we have been working on for a number of years with, again, with the, the community that's uh, national labs, that's state DOTs, that's the private sector to first design a prototype and then move into a um, real-world deployment. You are now going to be hearing about a deployment in the city and county of Denver by Mr. Pat Kennedy. Uh, let's see, Pat is um, pavement management engineer for the city and county of Denver. He's uh, been a licensed professional engineer in the state of Colorado since 1987. He graduated from the University of Colorado Denver campus with a BS in civil engineering in 1982 and uh, has been employed by the city of Denver since 1992, originally as a project manager. Since 2004, he's been a senior engineer in charge of asset management for the street maintenance division of Denver Public Works. So with that, I would now like to turn it over to Pat to talk about the use of MDSS by the city and county of Denver. Thanks, Paul. Uh Good morning or good afternoon to everybody, depending on the time zone you're in right now. A little background information to start with. Denver is a town of 550,000 people. It's a hub of a metropolitan region of about 2.5 million people. The staff of Public Works maintains a network of about 1,900 centerline miles of roads. About 700 miles of these are arterials and collectors, and these are the primary streets that we plow during storm winter event, winter storm events. Because of geography in Denver, weather forecasting is a tricky business. The Rocky Mountains, jet stream track, the exact position of a low stream of the low pressure system, and regional topography can dramatically affect any given storm. Lows that pass just north of the city might produce only a small to a moderate event, but lows that pass south of us can create what is locally called an upslope and result in dramatic snowfall. Even though we are only 150 square miles or so, 
heavy snow or blizzard conditions can affect one quadrant of the city while the others experience flurries. Missing the start time of a storm by six hours can result in a miserable rush hour or cost the citizen extra money by extending overtime costs if crews were unneeded. Whether or not it is appropriate to pre-wet roadways with magnesium chloride is also a critical component to our snow response strategies. We typically experience 15 to 18 events in a, in a winter. November and March are the snowiest months, and in many respects, those can be the most difficult to plan our response. Uh, daytime temperatures are frequently well above freezing, and so the pavements uh, are warm during the day and then cool at night. Weather fronts can approach rapidly, and planning the proper response can be a challenge. Events can start as rain, or even if they start as snow, pavement temperatures can aid in the prevention of icing. But by the same token, if it's cloudy or a cold wind comes in prior to an event, or the start time is at night, then the morning rush could result in pavement, or we could have pavements that lead to rapid icing. Our snow deployments fall into three categories. Full deployment of our staff of about 65 plows, partial deployment of smaller crews to monitor conditions on critical arteries and elevated structures, or standby status where we don't call in the crews but want them available should conditions deteriorate uh, away from what the predictions are. There's a considerable budgetary difference between standby and full deployment, and I'll illustrate that a little later. Denver became involved in both the MDS Stakeholder Project and the Claris Initiative with the second meeting in Las Vegas in March of 2005. The information we obtained at that meeting made us realize MDSS could be an important tool in our snow response and planning implementation. We saw timely and accurate forecasts coupled with response recommendations as a valuable tool that we could use in our operations. We worked with the staff at the National Center of Atmospheric Research and the University Component in Boulder, and their system is now the primary weather predictive and snow response tool we use in our winter operations. The UCAR MDSS system is a web-based interface system that we access and provides us with a wide range of road and weather information data. There are several modules within the MDS system that Denver uses for our snow response, weather forecasting, roadway conditions, MDSS treatment recommendations, and a treatment selector. In the weather, in the weather forecasting, MDSS provides a 48-hour window, and it's updated every three hours. These updates can be overlaid, which gives us the ability to view trends and to check on the quality of these updates. And the way MDSS works, and, and I, I saw on the uh, attendee list or some of the people from UCAR are there, so I'm sure they'll uh, uh, let me know if I get this wrong. But they work with a, um, a set of approximately 10 different predictive uh, methodologies, and they're weighted differently, and they bring those together to come up with kind of a, like in particle physics, you have the grand unification theory. Well, in MDSS, they have a grand unification uh weather prediction. These predictions provide anticipated start times, uh, duration, intensity, precipitation types, and other relevant meteorological information. And this could be presented either graphically or in a tabular form, but the graphs are real easy to read. 
and they provide us with a lot of the critical information that we need for our strategies. Real-time ROAS data is also available, uh, and it can be uh, wind speeds, air temperatures, pavement temperatures, humidities. Uh, there's a wealth of ROAS data that's available to pop up for individual, for spot locations. And the map that's on the screen right now, it shows um, the city of Denver, but it also shows information from uh, many sources other than Denver. Uh, we've got E-470 Authority. They have their, uh, their ROS stations, CDOT. There, there's multiple different uh, sources of, of information for their prediction. For roadway conditions, this is coupled with the weather predictions and the data related to the effects that the, that the weather will have. Uh, it, it, gives, it lets us know what, what is occurring and what can occur on the roadway system on the roadway surfaces. Denver has provided UCAR with our typical pavement sections, and they use these in their models for predicting what the future holds for pavements uh, during an event. The critical information that we use in our uh, deployment strategies are the pavement temperature forecast, the composition of the, of the moisture on the roadway, whether it's ice or snow, chemical wet, et cetera, and the expected snow accumulations. With these are treatment recommendations that come from the MDS system, and those are available to our field crews. Currently, the city uses two products on our roadway, one liquid and one dry. We use uh, Apex magnesium chloride as our liquid de-icer and uh, dry ice slicer um, out of uh, mines in Utah is our dry material. Each has their own unique pluses and minuses, but probably the biggest drawback to the dry material is the added particulates that get into the atmosphere and contribute to the Denver brown cloud. The software also provides a mobility index that can predict the condition of the streets and the phase of the moisture on the road based on recommended treatments, no treatments, or other selected strategies. The next module is treatment selector. We may also want to see what different, if, if we use a different method, what that effect may have on the conditions of our streets. Um, there might be a lot of reasons why we need to do this. Uh, material availability, that was critical during the past winter months when we ran through one year's worth of material in a two-week period. Uh, the environmental effects of material, like I mentioned with the brown cloud, with the dry material. Uh, the speed of travel around the network. If an event is happening during rush hour, our plows are tied up in traffic just like everybody else, and they can't get around to the, on our routes as frequently. Or just pure economics. Um, we also want to look at using the wealth of information that our field supervisors have. These guys have been out working, um, working snow response for <coughs> multiple years, and they know what works right in their own district. The city is broken up into six districts, and each one has their own um, unique characteristics during snowstorms, and the field supervisors, they know what works best. So having the ability to uh, pick treatments that, that uh, other than what MDS, MDSS has selected lets us see if what we're doing is right or if there's a better way to do it, or it gives us a, kind of a cross-check between the two different, uh, uh, between MDSS and our own cruise experiences. 
we've also been in discussions with the University of UCAR and through the MDSS stakeholders group about other possibilities for an MDSS system. We see it as it relates to snow response as the most valuable use of the system, but one other possible use is in the prediction of weather events during the summer and then how, how that could affect scheduling and deployment of maintenance activities. Denver experiences frequent thunderstorms June through September. Normal activities such as striping and paving are adversely affected by rain and temperature fluctuations. Additionally, the street maintenance works with other city agencies should storms reach an, inten an intensity that requires road closures or other more serious responses. Accurate predictions for these smaller localized events can give us the ability to plan daily operations more efficiently or pre-position equipment at critical locations. We're in the process of adding roadway sensors. Next week we're going to start putting them in the ground and this data will be provided to UCAR for an incorporation into MDSS as well. This data will be routed from the field into our traffic management center through existing fiber optic cable used for traffic signal operations and our camera, um, our, uh, our traffic cams. Coordinating these activities through the local TMC, through local TMCs will be touched on by Romer in the next presentation, but what this does is it allows us to use existing infrastructure to transmit data and not have the added expenses of wireless or cell phone usage to send data streams. MDSS has, provide, has proven to be a valuable addition to our arsenal for snow response. We found that weather predictions are highly accurate and road condition predictions to be an important part of our deployment strategy. We measure this value two ways. True deployment for a 12-hour shift on a weekend, or a 12-hour shift costs about $1,500 over the cost of the normal eight-hour shift and $50,000 if we need to employ a shift on a weekend. So accurate weather predictions that allow us to delay the deployment of our, uh, of our crews for one shift, if we do that a couple times over the course of the winter, it covers our annual expense to the, uh, to the system. Also, in earlier deployment, if, we, if it shows that we need to get out earlier, then we can catch a storm before it uh, clobbers up a rush hour, and so our level of service is higher. Now, that doesn't, there's no real dollar value, or it's hard to come up with a dollar value to that, but certainly the lost time um, and the safety conditions, uh, being able to prove both, improve both of those is a great benefit to the citizens. And with that, that pretty well concludes how we work MDSS in the city of Denver. Uh, my contact information is there. Um, and, at, and with that, I'll turn it back over to Paul. All right. Great. Thanks, Pat. I think uh, a really good presentation as well showing about uh, your firsthand experiences using uh, the MDSS. Just to uh, talk a little, a little bit more about it from the Federal Highway perspective and give a report on status of the overall initiative, uh, we will be releasing version 5.0 of the prototype, the NCAR software, uh, later this year, um, in, includes some uh, enhancements to software based on um, experiences such as, as those that Pat has had. We're in the process of conducting two cost-benefit an analyses. One is um, taking is, is based out of South Dakota and the, the pooled fund study that is uh, deploying MDSS and WTI is, is leading that initiative. Uh, we also have a study taking place up in Maine DOT who is using 
um, the meteorologics version of MDSS, and that study is being conducted by Battelle. So we're looking forward to the results of both those studies this year uh, because we know that we need hard benefit cost data to help us make the case to management when it comes time to actually uh, getting the states to make investments. Uh, and, and some of the um, points that Pat was just making also uh, are really very, very useful uh, data points for us. We have a number of activities also in uh, promoting the deployments. Ray Murphy, uh, Federal Highway Administration uh, Resource Center, is conducting MDSS roadshows. Uh, the AASHTO Technology Implementation Group uh, recognized MDSS as, one, uh, as their lead uh, solution to promote over this past year, and they are working on a PowerPoint video. And we also have planned to develop other resource uh, resources for deployment uh, that we hope to produce over the next um, year or so. The other big thing that we're finding is that um, the, uh, as, as the states are using it, they're saying, this is great. And, and, and Pat, again, with a perfect example, you know, we also have thunderstorms in the summer that, that we have to deal with and from the maintenance side. And, and, and winter or weather is not just a winter maintenance thing, but it, it affects us every day of the year. So we um, are looking at this as an opportunity to expand the scope of MDSS to support other types of weather-related decision-making by public agencies. And we call this expanded effort MODS, or Maintenance and Operations Decision Support System. And I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But first, just to talk back on the, um, the road shows, this is map shows where Ray has uh, visited so far in um, promoting MDSS, uh, either through the state DOTs or at various symposia, and uh, I think um, to Actually, at this very minute, he might be in Wisconsin, I'm thinking. Uh, so he'll be, we'll be able to call that in blue, too. So uh, if you, uh, any state DOT, are interested in having Ray come visit you to provide, he has two different versions of the roadshow. One is a short executive session, which is targeted for upper management in the state DOT. Uh, another is a three-hour shop session where he can sit down with uh, people at the, in the garage or at, at uh, other levels of, within an agency to describe MDSS in more detail. If you'd like for him to come out and um, do this roadshow for you, uh, please contact me or Ray directly. Uh, just a little bit more about MODS. The uh, idea, again, as I mentioned before, is to build upon the core capabilities of the base uh, decision support system and, and leverage what we've learned and the, and the, the, the weather processing and other elements that are part of MDSS and expand it to support other types of decision making. And because we, we designed MDSS as a, as a modular system, it's easy then to add in other types of um, modules for other types of decision making, for example, summer maintenance or those, those maintenance decisions beyond, beyond snow and ice control like striping and uh, crack sealing and overlays and that type of thing, uh, traffic management, uh, and ultimately even things like construction too, although we don't have any current efforts um, to explore construction, but we certainly see that as another opportunity down the road. The first phase in the MODS development is to document requirements in the same way that we did it with, with the winter maintenance decision support system. And so we are expanding our stakeholder groups, um, and we held workshops two workshops uh, during the week of February 26th 
where we brought in people from uh, various states across the country, first uh, for one and a half days to talk about maintenance, and then for another day and a half to talk about traffic management. And these, uh, this map shows which uh, states participated in those workshops. So um, we have NCAR now doing this work to turn those requirements into concepts of operations, and we'll share that with the community as that work gets completed. Again, our thanks to the National Transportation Operations Coalition for their permission to bring this webcast to you. If you would like to contact the speakers and don't have their email addresses, use the Contact Me button or leave me a message at 206-309-0845 and I will forward your message to them. Thanks for listening and so long for now.